Welcome to the RCCF Podcast. I'm Phil Forrester, owner of Rock City Complete Fitness, the home of Rock City CrossFit. Today, we got uh, Nick Holder, Mr. CrossFit himself, here to help us with uh, the CrossFit Open, and Lori Webb, who's also a coach here at Rock City CrossFit. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Hey. We're back. We're back. 2024. Yes. 2024 open season. So what are we looking forward to, Nick, as you think about the 24 season? Uh, I'm looking forward to all the unique individual workouts. Obviously, we have 24.1 out, but um, Dave Castro's back. So his mind and his philosophies are kind of being brought back to the table, which is kind of kind of cheesy, kind of dorky, but I think it's it speaks back to the true nostalgia of CrossFit. Everybody likes having him around and his kind of quirkiness. Yeah, what did you think of his announcement, the announcement? I thought it was the cheesy Dave Castro, but it still had me kind of excited and to see him do his little dramatic intro. It worked. It worked, and I think it kind of got everybody kind of back maybe from the ones, I would say, little OGs of CrossFit and who we remember you know, he, we had shirts that were Dave Castro's a prick and all the stuff that everybody kind of loved to hate about Dave. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of back, and then he's brought back his uh, little the, the picture he posed that will kind of give a hint to what it is, which was the mushroom that I guess you kind of can see the correlation with the rep scheme. But well, it felt like the, that was the first time he actually connected the announcement to his hint. Yes. His yes. Because a lot of, he's done hints and then nobody ever circled back to go, hey. Here's he never me. goes, this picture represented this of the workout. This right. one he drew on the board. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that whole picture and image that he presented last, yesterday at the open announcement, I think, you know, I think that brings people kind of get back excited. And I am all about these three weeks being what I would call all inclusive. Yeah. And I think I even spoke to you last night. This is the first time I can remember that the scorecard is on one page for every uh, scaled RX foundations or whatever yeah. teams. It's just one scorecard, scale the weights. Everybody has the same movements, same rep scheme, same standards. Just change the dumbbell. Yeah, fix your mic right there. Your cord's on top of your mic. It's going to pull it down there. we got to get Nick set up right. Good job. Okay. So, uh, Lori, when you think about the construct of... 24.1 what jumped out at you once you saw it as a coach anticipating bringing this to your member bring it to the members and helping them through it what was kind of your first reaction my first reaction was there are a lot of reps and so we need to make sure we keep these athletes consistent keep their heart rate down and then we need to play to their strengths so if they need to break the dumbbell that is totally fine but then we need to stay low and consistent and keep moving on the burpee. And if it's the other way around, if they want to go unbroken on the dumbbell, that's fine either way. But um, my biggest thing was just keeping the heart rate down and staying consistent. This workout is all about staying moving, Yeah. moving the full time. Um, and with that rep scheme coming down, for a lot of people mentally, that's what they like. And so they're going to be able to almost like a negative split, start going a little bit faster, a little bit faster, and then just empty the tank on the nine. Yeah. So 15-minute cap, Nick, what do you think? Was that aggressive? Do you feel like that was a fair target? I think it was extremely fair. I mean, I've seen a lot of people finish it, whether they are exit or scale it. I think uh, it gives at least 
everybody a chance to get a long way into the workout, whether you're going to get to, it's 180 reps. So whether you get 160, 170, you're, you realistically are like, I'm close. You know, now if you're probably getting 120 to 130 reps, you probably should have scaled it. Change the dumbbell. Yeah. You know, I, 90 burpees, 90 dumbbell snatch. Right. We know a burpee is slower than a dumbbell snatch. So you are way more spending more time on the burpee. So I would tell people it's a burpee workout. I moved the dumbbell fairly well, only broke one set of the 15. Other than that, I took way too much time on the burpees. I, yeah, I, you just finished it, so you're literally an hour out of having just done 24.1. So take me, take us through it. I what read, did you experience? I redlined way too fast. <laughs> what do you mean? I just I, I knew I was going to come out a little hot, but I was, why? Why were you coming out hot? I, I was excited. Excited this is first. Workout. Oh, okay. I mean, I just you do brag about this one a lot. Yeah. So this is funny. your hotel workout. This, this is jam. my. I'll, I'll speak on my hotel workout. <laughs> has always been one that I love to do when I travel. If I have a fifty pound dumbbell, I will do twenty one fifteen nine dumbbell snatch lateral burpees of the dumbbell in the hotel. There's maybe somebody on the treadmill. I try not to make a scene, but it's just something right. I can usually do within five to six minutes. And they're probably going, why is this guy taking his shirt off? No, that is something. He's <laughs> always off. He never comes with right, it on. Right. They don't he just know came he did in with it off. Exactly. That is actually, I don't, I've never shared a shirt in a hotel workout <clears throat> yet. But so it's, we're the only one that gets that yeah, privilege? Yeah, it's just a luxury of gotcha. being in the box. But it's just a good burner that it's a 45 rep scheme of every of each movement so you're doing 90 reps and i usually do it in five to six minutes so i will say when i think about that i think my pr of in a hotel is 440 okay so you double that and that's nine nine twenty and i went eleven forty two so if i go five five and a half minutes that's eleven minute pace so doubling the rep scheme i'm not far off of what i normally do it's just i think the forty the twenty one which is forty uh, 48 reps or, uh, no, uh, 42, 42. math guy, but we, no, we've done 84 reps oh, okay. of, the, oh, uh, when of all of it. When you're in the 21s, you've done 84 reps, right? That 84 reps I did too fast. Okay. I think you were, I was four, four eleven, and you were like four thirty six. 36. So I was 20 seconds ahead of Lori and then she completely passed me in the round of 15s. I seriously laid on the ground a couple of times and was struggling. My hip flexors kind of went out. That's another thing. It's a hinging workout. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I do the dumbbell snatch where I do the slight dip, you know, kind of mm-hmm. catch it in a receiving position and then stand up and lock out. Jerk. Yeah. And um, here I was muscle snatching it. And I think I almost went completely against my normal movements, movements that I do. And maybe that just got me a little bit out of kilter and I just kind of redlined. I don't usually like to redo them, but I think I left a lot of time out there. Lori beat me by basically a minute. So that's, if we look at our time, I, I gained about 20, 30 seconds on the 21s, and then she gained it all back in the 15s, and then our time under the nines were about the same. So I tried to pick up the pace on the last nines, which I pretty much went dark. Yep. I just, everybody said I was white faced, I didn't look good. <laughs> I was, scary. it was, I mean, I, I just think my body also, it's hard to get warmed up for what you know is going to be a 10 to 12 minute constant time under tension workout there's nowhere to hide you 
you just have to move. I just, I think naturally the dumbbell was not my problem. It just was too slow on the burpees. Was there any effect on not alternating? Yes. I think I'm not used to that. So when I do the 2159 in the hotel, I'm doing basically 11 or 10 on one arm. Right. So in reality, when you're doing 21 on one arm, it's like if I was going to do 42 alternating. Right. I would probably never do 42 unbroken. So to Lori's point where she broke, why did you break? I broke 13.8. 13.8. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably not a bad play because you're not, if I was doing 42, I would never go 42 unbroken. So I'm doing 21 on one arm, which is the same under tension. When I got through the second set of 21, I did start with my weak arm. So I went left arm first. Yeah, I did same. I did like when I got to the right arm mentally, I was like, okay, I'm there. Pick it right up. So maybe if I broke twice on my weak arm, maybe that would help me mentally. Because I don't just, think you need to break twice. Well, I'm saying just go 13-8 on one arm right. and then maybe 21 oh, on the good you. arm. Just that little bit of mental just because that's where I'm starting. Right. I broke 9-6 on my weak arm of the 15. That's the only time I broke, and then I went 15 and broken on my good arm. So, you know, it's it's a great rep scheme. We love the 21-15-9. I'll give Dave credit. You never think you can spice up something that we've been doing for years, and he did. Yeah. You know, go into the whiteboard and said, what if we did it again, and what if we did it again? So you're doing 84 reps of the 21, which is just getting you almost – you have to do six snatches – of the 15 to get you halfway through the reps. Yeah. Well, and speaking of the old guys that might be listening to this, so the old folks, um, I did it, and I think I could, in hindsight, there was two mistakes. One is I pushed hard in the 21s to get through them, thinking that it would benefit me to have a fast tie break on the 21s. But in reality, that's not the tie break that mattered. Right. The tie break that mattered was the next one if I wasn't going to finish, which I was, you know, wasn't sure I was going to finish. And I pushed hard on the 21s, which gassed me for the 15s, sure. and I was five reps short of finishing. Mm. So when you look at that, if I hadn't gassed on the 21s and sat, sat there for 20 seconds Your or 30 tie seconds. tie breaks don't even matter because you finished The tie breaks don't matter because mm-hmm. I finished. So I think when you approach the burpees themselves – the steady state movement, even though feels slow, yep. will assure you, you complete. Yep, I if agree. you go hard on the burpees in an attempt to try to do something faster, you're at risk of not completing or going significantly slower later on. I 100% agree. I mean, we watched Caroline do it, who's so far the fastest in the box with an 849. Eight, she's sub nine. Yeah. Um. She physically did not look like she was going fast. Right. She just never stopped moving. Yeah, and you don't and you don't fully appreciate how many burpees and or snatches you could have done while you're standing there gasping for yes. air. Because when you think about even a fast a slow burpee is probably 5 seconds and that's a slow burpee. So if you're standing there breathing, breathing, breathing and it's 10 seconds, you just sacrificed, you know, two burpees. So Three-second average rep is exactly nine minutes. Right. So if you go two-second snatch, which is probably even slow, right, and a four-second burpee, there's your average of three. Yeah. So when I do that math, I'm like, how do you not maintain this? Well, you don't maintain it when you're laying on the ground right. 
or you're taking six seconds to do that burpee. Right. And so that, that's a great, like I kind of sometimes try to math it and they make fun of me because at some point it just gets too, you're overthinking it. But in reality, if you can break it down simpler and that's where maybe I just, I completely threw all that out the window when I started it. And then once you're in it yeah. and once I finished the 21s, as, as much as I knew I had screwed up, I'm like, well, I've got to do, I got to finish it now. Yeah. I'm 84 reps in. And so it just, uh, it's hard, I think, mentally to go slower than you want to because you think you're going to sacrifice it. And at 44, you're going, well, I'm going to get slower. Right. But in reality, I do all this training enough to know how I can, I'm better at maintaining if I just start slower and don't redline or don't get the heart rate up. Then you settle in. Well, mm-hmm. didn't they do that a bit in the uh, announcement, Lori? I mean, did you watch the announcement? Okay, well, they he, they started slow. They got faster, and then just accelerated. They as showed Jeff Adler his rep speed got faster as he progressed through the twenty ones to fifteen, yeah. and that's really the philosophy. We just know we're not the fittest in the world, and so right. I'm going. Well, my age won't allow me to do that. Right. But uh, Michael Nolan came and dropped in with us. He was in town for basketball uh, state tournament, and um, he. Sarper was well ahead of him through the 21s, kind of a similar scenario to Lori and I. And then he just never stopped moving. And he, in theory, started speeding up his reps because he almost was like, he felt like I'm going too slow in the 21s. Right. But he was able to make up for it in the later rounds, which allowed him to kind of pass Sarper. And uh, he went 909. Yeah. And when I watch, when I'm sitting there, I was uh, judging Lane Stafford. And when I'm, Watching him in my peripheral, he doesn't seem, I'm like, well, I can move at that speed, but he just never stopped. Yeah. I mean, I think the workout is the 15. Yes. You've got, yeah, that's where it picks up. Mm -hmm. And mentally, when I got to the second set of 15, I'm like, I'm so close to the nines, Mm -hmm. but in your, but I remember the second set of burpees, Adam was counting and he got to eight and I'm like, I'm barely halfway through the second set of burpees. And then I, I, when I, when he heard, I heard him say eight, I'm thinking I have seven left. I'm already thinking about the next round that I have to do nine again. I'm like, these eight felt like they took a minute. Yeah. And so then you're like, well, it's going to take me three minutes to do the last 36 reps, which it didn't. But in theory that it can, yeah. if you start slowing down too much. So I think I, I watched, I judged uh, Richard Morris mm-hmm. in the boot camp side. Yeah. He did the 35 pound dumbbell, went like 13 something. And just, I'll be honest, he moved so well. What he started doing was he broke a lot of the dumbbell. Mm -hmm. And then, like, on the 15, he would do five burpees, kind of stop and take a breath, do five more, do five more, kind of broke into three sets. Just the mental side of just, okay, I know I'm going to stop, but I'm not going to stop for long. Yeah. And so maybe that's a better strategy than I started having hip flexor issues, just getting up out of the burpee to then – it's just a lot of things were not working today for me. And we just did this movement with the class workout. Mm-hmm. Remember we did the dumbbell hang, uh, hang clean and jerk mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the bar or the lateral burpees and the toaster bar. And uh, I remember the burpees was 12 reps. It was 14, 12, 10. And the 12 never – I always seem to move well on those, and then I slowed down my toaster bar. Yeah. But kind of the same concept, that was a hip flexor counter. Toaster bar and the burpee. Yeah. This is a good learning – 
work out. Like this is one where you need a plan and then execute the plan. But like with all open workouts, you need a plan A and then you need a plan B. <laughs> when plan A goes awry, you've got to have that backup plan. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very pleased. Like I executed my plan. I'm not strong with the dumbbell. So I broke it in the 21s and the 15s. Just a quick break, pick it back up. But then I was able to stay consistent on the burpees. For me, um, that was a big win. So I think having a plan. Did you step up and jump or did you jump up? How did you get out of the burpee? I stepped up and jumped. Yeah. So yeah. I- yeah, there's definitely value in the step back, step up, you know, pacing of the burpee and not getting too crazy with, you know, flopping and. Yeah, and don't try to do anything new. Right. Like, you, whatever gets you in that rhythm where you just head down, keep moving, that's what you need to stay well, with. Well, let's talk about that for a minute because there were a lot of opinions on the jump over the dumbbell. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of folks that were experimenting with different ways. The only stipulation as written was a portion of the foot has to go over, both feet have to go over the dumbbell, and both feet have to be on the, off the ground at the same time. So one of the ways that folks were doing it were, and it's going to be hard to describe, but basically the outside foot was coming and leading. So it's almost like a crossover. Mm -hmm. And that outside foot was landing first and bringing the other foot around. And I've watched several people do that. And the challenge is depending on where you're positioned on the dumbbell, that back foot doesn't actually cross the dumbbell consistently. It lags mm-hmm. behind. If it you lags know. behind the toes down, and it can fall. It can pass behind the dumbbell itself. And um, I, my opinion is that's a no rep, and that should have been called out more. And I don't know that people were catching it because if you're facing the the person, you're judging them. You're not going to see it yeah. unless you're at on the side. Mm-hmm. So that's just something is if anybody's listening to this and considering that movement, just know that that is, uh, that can, that can present challenges for you if you've got a judge that's going to hold that standard. So, and I agree, I, I do that method and it works great on a bar, right? Because the bar is extremely There's no long. risk of going behind right. it. So sure. this it's, it's a method of a kind of a tempo one, two jump, one, two mm-hmm. jump. I think a lot of, and it helps you kind of stay low, but I think to your point, the ones who are jumping up and then doing that little skip jump where their closest foot is the leader, they're almost guaranteed to clear it both feet. The risk that they have there is potentially that second foot doesn't get off the ground fast enough to be both in the air Right. Mm-hmm. with it looking like almost just a step over right. without a jump. Now the ones who like at the, announcement they're doing a two-foot jump basically takeoff and landing right which if you even if you heard them at the announcement they said hey athletes i know the they said do the jump right like it doesn't it doesn't read to have to do a two-foot takeoff two-foot land but make it make it easy for your judges and right. but no one wants to do that because it naturally it's harder it is faster right it just spikes everything um and I think because the dumbbell is only, and I don't know the total yeah, length, yeah, it's, it's, short. it's very short and different athletes are different heights. And, you know, I think to do that crossover that you're mentioning, you almost do have to make sure you're stepping up 
at the front, front end, side. front end of that. So dumbbell. then your lead foot, which would be the opposite foot, is going more over the front side of the dumbbell, and the back foot would be dragging over the back side. Correct. And then if it happens to be low, you're going to touch, touch the dumbbell. It, right. And then you got to restart the. And then, then you have to. Then and you yeah, not people don't know if you do touch it, you don't only have to do the jump again. You got to do the perfect. Yeah, you know, the whole burpee. thing, mm-hmm. burpee in the. So, dumbbell. I think that's a a good point to try to figure out. You know. It's kind of a judging nightmare regardless because it's just – it's a small little area and you're trying to hold them to a standard. You know, you just – watching two feet be in the air is the main goal that you're looking for. Right. Um, And then not touching it. So it's just – I'm not sure what they could have done differently to make it slightly well, I think, easier. I think they said what should be done is the jump. The jump. You should yeah. you should do a two-foot yeah. takeoff and, mm-hmm. or at least be very deliberate in the jump. Specifically spaced next to the dumbbell, so that there is no doubt. I mean, I think if we all, everybody who took the judges' course, the takeaway is always: if there's doubt, it's a no rep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I have to question it, it's a no rep. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't do anything that would cause the risk to, there to be a question. And other that, as far as judging, I judged quite a few last night, quite a few today. Reminding athletes, your opposite hand of your snatch. Don't touch your body. Naturally, right. people get tired. They want to put that hand on their leg just to pick that dumbbell off the ground. Yep. And as soon as you start that rep, that reps when it's off the ground, if that hand's on the leg, it's technically already a no rep. Yeah. Uh, and then also making sure those chest, the chest touch the ground. It's, it's never worry of the thighs. It's when they go down, they're almost doing a negative, and they're just not going straight to the ground. Now, I was re- listening to Jeff, Seth from Jump Ship. He was mentioning just let gravity do the work. Like don't do a negative down, just fall. Just let just get down. Use your energy to get up. That's easier said than done, but <laughs> especially when you're when breathing you're, hard. Yes, that's and then the something problem. that I kept telling, I was like, I know I'm going to do this. When I set the dumbbell down, I'm already damn near on the ground. Yeah, just go. Just lean over and fall. No, what do I do? <laughs> I set it down. I stand tall. I'm trying to catch my breath, and then right. I go down. Yeah, Though, that right there is probably five seconds. That's where I gained on you. Yes, that's probably exactly where you gained on me. So there's just little stuff that, man, I just, as much as I practiced a lot of these movements and I'm super confident in the snatch, it didn't matter because I gave it all back up in the burpee. Yeah. So you're going to do it again? I mean, probably. Yes. I just, yes. I don't, it's, it's just, it's, it's crappy. I mean, it's a dark, it's a nasty workout to go, do I want to suffer again for, because my goal was sub 10. Realistically, now that I've done it, I don't think I have sub 10. But I for sure have sub eleven, which I think I can shave a minute. Yeah. Which would be somewhere around currently Lori's time. And I think realistically she probably has a little faster. Um Lori, you gonna do it again? No. <laughs> no, sir. No, you're done. Had enough. I'm done. Well, I mean, That's I think fine. she she to her point, she says she executed her plan and she was fairly happy. Yeah. And so once you kind of check those boxes, you can do the shoulda, woulda, coulda, and can she said, Can I go 20, 30 seconds faster? Probably, but it's not worth it. I think when you start talking, can I go a minute faster? That's when you just kind of have to go, okay, I'm willing to yeah. suck it and do it again. Yeah. And we knew and, this would be damage control for me. I mean, we're trying to get through to the next round. so. And another, to our point of 25% now. Right. Last year we were fighting for 10%. I was right at the cusp of 90%. She's always been 99th percentile, so she's in the top 1%. It's almost a slam dunk at this point. Now, granted, I'm in the... Oldest of my age group at 44. Of, I'm in the middle. So she's still got a couple of years. And um, 
I think it's it's kind of like let's get to the quarterfinals to then have the, some of the skill. I think over these three weeks, we will kind of see this image of CrossFit, the all-inclusive, simple but nasty. Everybody can probably RX it some form or fashion. So you'll be surprised if they throw in bar muscle-ups in the first three rounds this uh, year. I would be – I could see it being one of those, like, progression you deals that you – pull up chest to bar muscle up like it progresses into it just to let some of the athletes and they're going to have to probably throw in some type of strength to let right. some of the strong athletes shine but we're i'm with dave castro being back versus if you remember boz was all the programming last year which everybody was kind of a fan of his programming um i'm anxious to see what Dave's philosophies are for for a three-week version you know and i think we'll see four scores i would I would be pretty confident that of the three weeks, there will be a A and a B. Like last year, we had the show runs, burpee pull-ups with the thruster. So, you know, I think uh, we'll probably we'll get on the rig maybe next week. So there'll be some gymnastics. Um, I did hear that he was on a podcast, and he mentioned there will be no tape needed. Hmm. So, at all. At all. Day. For the three weeks, so meaning that we most likely won't see shuttle, shuttle runs, runs yeah. maybe no handstand walks. Does that mean we wouldn't see handstand push-ups or wall walks? Because mm-hmm. that's tape. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. to be. So I, that's that would be odd to me if we don't get upside down at some point, you yeah. know, because the wall walk's always been a, a version that everybody can do, and it's a progression into the either the handstand push-up, the strict, or the hand, handstand walk. Right. So that'll be odd if we don't, because that's usually you have to tape a line. But mm-hmm. who knows? Let's talk a little bit about the uh, Thursday night throwdown of the teams. Yes. So, for those that don't know, we have a uh, we do ours on Thursday nights, so and a lot of people do Friday night lights. We choose to do it Thursday night, um, and we have our entire gym broken up into four teams, and everybody threw down last night. So, what were some of the takeaways from last night's throwdown, Lori? Start. Oh, it's just great to see all the people that showed up. Yeah, we had about a hundred people, probably. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So that was great because you're asking them to come, you know, out of their normal life. Yes. And um, That's our team name, Phil. I understand, but (laughs) the listeners don't necessarily know that. We have to. So so let's go through the team names first. There's four teams. There's four teams. There's uh, Young Guns. Which is uh, Jacob Jacob Sutterfield and and DeMarco. David. And then they were team black last night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was just the theme last night was colors of dress up colors. A force to be reckoned with. A force to be a brie reckoned with. Who who is brie again? (laughs) She come and goes. (laughs) (laughs) Brie Gunderson is one of the captains with Rusty. Rusty Rusty. And then terrified. Terrified of of burpees, which was appropriate for last night. Yes. Todd, Todd and Tara Stevens, co-captains. We have to be Tara Stevens. Well, you gonna have to girl, man up then. This girl is so she threatens she's her team. I'm pretty sure no, to make she's sure she's good at what she does. Yeah, they had the most I think last oh, time. They by had 34. We yeah. had 22. They had 34. But it was so nice it to was see fun. all the people coming. And some people brought their kids. Some people were just popped in because their kids were at practices. So that's great. I mean, they're giving up their Thursday evening. But once they get here, it's so worth it because they have so much fun. Yep. It's about an hour. Yeah. Hour yeah. Hour. yeah. I, I love last night was, I mean, I just, we obviously did it last year. And just kind of getting to that judging and then meeting some of the 
people that I don't routinely see right. yeah. and, and encouraging them and seeing everybody go some point dark, and nasty, the teens. the teens and then the scaled and RX. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just, it's a great environment. And that's what brings me back to just loving the whole community side of CrossFit and seeing everybody come together and the cheers and the support and uh, it's just it's just great, and it's kind of rewarding to see everybody go to whatever place that is for them yep. to to make it hurt. And and we can still, if you're not on each other's teams, <laughs> you can still cheer and talk to each other. Like last <laughs> night, it was like these walls. Between oh yeah, the there teams. was there was definitely some Listen, camaraderie. You can still surely cross Roxy no. the CrossFit line. doesn't have. Com- People who are competitive, right? right? There's yeah. a, they, were, they were definitely in their in their crews last night, which yeah. is fun, though. I mean, it that's is. it's an association each for the team. So, yeah. so yeah, last night was colors. This this Thursday night, we're doing it again, <laughs> six thirty, and it's going to be disco themed. So it'll be fun to seventy slash disco. We'll see what all the dress up stuff goes for next. <sighs> yeah. Do I have to get me a fro? Yeah, man, got to get you fro. Uh, let's also highlight. We currently, as yes. of yesterday, we are leading the state in the most members signed up for the affiliate. Right? Yes. Participation. We Participation. have 72, I believe, as of last night, and oh, I know nice. it's going to climb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we might hit over 80, and I think CrossFit Conway is behind us. Actually, we I just got a notification that is we're at 74. Okay. And our next no, next closest one is sixty eight. How do you you actually they send that out or you? Paul just, has been oh, looking okay, at Paul. it. Okay, Paul. Paul Rivera has is retired now and has nothing else to do. He's pulling all our stats to make sure. Speaking of competitive. That's, Speaking well, of that's that's like the the Godfather is helping keep us up, up updated. And Rusty is the guy right behind that. Yes. Like Rusty loves that stuff too. But the state of Arkansas is awesome. But then in the world, four hundred ninety two. Yeah. yeah. And I think Rusty said 72nd in the region, yeah. which would be the Northwest. Is that? No, we're yeah. West. 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 So just there's. It's like West, I think. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Anyway. It's not broken it up, up into four regions. <laughs> no. So it's just two regions. Just two. Wow. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. But top 500. That's a big, that's a lot of testament to the. The community. community here, for sure. Yeah, it's a good group. And even the boot campers are jumping in. I mean, for those that don't know, we have a CrossFit gym and a boot camp gym all under one roof and the boot campers are loving participating in the open. We programmed it on Friday and they're just loving the experience of doing it. Yeah. yeah it's we, the best part to watch them. She came and she was coaching. She sucked me, Adam, Rusty. Rusty. We all went over to help judge, judge. and just seeing all of them do it as well. And it, I would hate, this is kind of a, Boot camp ish workout. Yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. It's where everybody can participate and everybody can get a yeah. Well, that's I mean, you and can that's even one of the, and that's one of the knocks that you know people say. Well, when we talk to people about our programming, we describe you know CrossFit as fitness treated as a sport, and boot camp is very similar movements just with a little bit less intensity. But in their brains, in people's brains, are like, I can't do CrossFit. I can't do that. I can't do that. And then when they experience the Open and they go through it, they're like, oh, I guess I can do that. And so it just gives that sense of reality of, of what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. And we just see a lot of people come out of this, out of the Open, with some confidence and some understanding of what we're trying to do. A bunch of people took the judges course because we got points for taking the judges course. And it's just opened a lot of people's eyes to standards and what we're going for and what it means to get low in the squat and open up your hips at the top of the box and all that kind of stuff. And it just opens the conversation up 
in a very uh, effective way that absent the open, I don't think that would happen as, as regularly. So that's a, that's a big benefit to the open. And I, I will be honest, the judges course was so much simpler and easier yeah. to navigate this year. Shout out to CrossFit at HQ. You know, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, you know, just as you're surfing around, uh, well done on the judges course. Yeah. I think they hit the highlights and didn't make me freak out trying to count dubs or, or just, just, be able to determine if the guy was locking out a ring muscle up. I'm like, last year I was like, no, that, I think that's a good rep. Yeah, right. And then the way, no, they only, he only did four good reps. And I had him at six good reps. Right. You know, it was, it was like tough. way, really way was. harder to catch. But All right, so as we wrap this up, predictions for next week. What do you think, Nick? I think we're going to get on the – we'll do some gymnastics. And I think we'll probably touch a barbell. Being okay. that we just dumbbells and burpees. So I this think will be the combo week, you think? Yeah. Two, two score? Uh, well, no, no, I think uh, – no, I don't think – I actually think maybe they'll save the combo for the last week maybe. Okay. Was it – it was second week last year, right? I think they'll change it. Um, I just think we're going to be able – it's going to be more maybe like a triplet or okay. it might be where we do the progressions where you have to get out of something in a window. You have a three- or four-minute window to do this, and if you you earn the you next. earn the next, I think it could be something like that to kind of be still inclusive but give some other athletes an advantage who can get further. Cool. Um, but I, I thought I thought they nailed this week. I yeah, think it's too. still extremely unique uh, with still having the basic 21-59. Yeah. Lori, what do you think next week? I think it's going to be that max lift. I think we're going to have a two-pointer, and one of them's going to be the max lift. Not sure what's coming before it. But I think it's going to be, well, let's think of everything I don't like. So probably deadlifts, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the good news is we probably won't see burpee box jump overs now because we've done burpees. Yeah. We might good. see box overs, box jump overs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we probably won't see a barbell snatch. So I would take that from the lift maybe or like a 95-pound, a you know, 95, 65-pound power snatches or something we probably won't see because we've done the yeah. dumbbell snatch. Good point. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for your uh, contribution to this little RCCF podcast, breaking down 24.1. And I'm sure we'll connect again after 24.2 and see how close we were. So for Nick Holder and Roy Webb, I'm Phil Forster. And thanks for joining the podcast.